Come on, Santa, start it up. Merry Christmas. The right talk right now. It's the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. The real and only true conservative morning show. Weekday mornings at 6. This is the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. Let's get back to more Merry Christmas from Talk 94.5. Okay, a little inside baseball, as they like to say. Uh, at the top of the hour, when I'm ready to go, you know, I got to do the forecast and traffic if there is any. Well, there's always traffic, but issues. I instinctively will grab the two positions on the big giant mixing board here in the studio, and I will click them on and have my fingers ready to turn up the mics. She's not in here, but I still did it. Isn't that weird? All right, so uh, Bryce Fielder is in with us as usual, and we got some. He actually sent the audio to Liz. State budgetary law ignored once again. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And I'll have him help set up the uh, the audio. But first, we have to formally introduce him with his brand new uh, imager, stager, sounder thingy. Straight talk. Genuine insights. It's the SC Policy Council. Keeping his finger on the nerve of our state legislators. Live on the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. Talk 94.5. Look at that. It's, you're so, like, it, it's just so professional and official sounding, isn't it? Yeah, thank you so much, Nick. I feel like we've we've come so far from where we once were. Things are just going great. I know. I love it. And you're doing some great work, let me tell you. But you sent this audio to Liz, and uh, we were going to play this. Can you just help set it up? What is this? Who is this? And why do we care? That kind of thing. Yeah, sure. I think you're talking about the video that I sent you of Senator Tom Davis talking about zero-based budgeting. So basically, through our research, we found a very important law to do with our state budget. It's not being followed. And basically, every year, all of our state agencies, when they're sending out their budget requests for the upcoming year, they're supposed to justify their entire budget. So that's new money that they're asking for, but that's also all of the money that they're currently getting and how that's being used to fund current programs. And so that idea comes from a financial concept known as zero-based budgeting, which says basically that all of your expenses every year are supposed to be justified based on their need and their performance without regard to previous budgets or whether they were funded in previous years. So that's what Tom Davis is going is to talk about a little bit, and uh, then I'll kind of talk about how that law is not being followed and how we get there. I find that so interesting that we have a certain set of rules and laws that we all have to follow, but it seems that the people we elect really hardly follow these laws. You know what I mean? Interesting. All right, here is the audio in question. Tom Davis, as you pointed out, Bryce Fielder going to comment afterwards. What are my priorities for 2024? What, what are some things that I'm working on um, or what's going to take up a lot of my attention? Um, the, the first thing is something called zero-based budgeting. And, now, and let me tell you what I mean by that. I, I can tell you what I mean by that by describing <clears throat> what we do now, which is not that. We had a $12.5 billion in the general fund this year um, to spend. Um, but we don't have a fight over how to spend that $12.5 billion. The only thing we fight over, the only thing we debate about, the only thing we hold hearings over is the new money that comes in over and above last year's. Because every year we start out automatically with state agencies being funded at the very same level going forward. Okay, We just carry that budget forward, and that's what they start with. And everybody fights over the delta, the new money that's coming in. Um, the only time we didn't do that was in 2009, my first year in the state senate. 
And we had to do it in 2009 because 2009 is the only year I can remember where we had less money coming into the general fund than we did the year prior. So we couldn't do that because we couldn't just simply appropriate what we appropriated at state agencies in 2008, rolled into 2009. We didn't have as much money. So we did zero-based budgeting that year. And what that means is every state agency had to come in, rank their programs in terms of effectiveness, justify each one of those programs, and then the General Assembly lopped off the ones that weren't effective or lopped off the ones that weren't critical, and that's the way we balanced the budget. Okay. That's zero-based budgeting, and that's what we ought to do every single year. I mean, think about what a company right now, a company would go out, a private company would go out of business if it simply funded every department every year at the same level that they got the prior year. What they do instead, right, is they look at that department, they see how effective it was, they see whether or not it accomplished its objectives, it, it, it determines whether or not there's a better way of doing something. I mean, so if a company doesn't do that, it goes out of business because it's not using its resources wisely. We don't do that in South Carolina because, quite frankly, um, it's just too painful to make agencies rank their programs and then tell them they may have to lay off FTEs, full-time employees. They may, may, may need to lay off employees. And it's, it's messy. Uh, it's unpleasant. But, but frankly, it's... Okay, so that's where the audio ends. But, you know, listening to that, Bryce Fielder, uh, it kind of, he's making sense here. He is, and first of all, I, I want to commend Senator Davis for pointing this thing out and talking about zero-based budgeting and bringing attention to something that is really important that would actually help get our state spending under control. And he, he really does an excellent job of kind of summarizing the issue with our state budget process. So basically, current spending levels every year are essentially just brought forward into the new budget year. They're used as the starting point by legislators when they're starting to craft next year's budget. And then all that basically happens is discussions uh, are had about how to spend new money, so surplus dollars, surplus dollars that are coming in every year. So in years where we have a lot of surplus dollars, sometimes the fights are a little bit bigger. Uh, in other years where we don't have as much, sometimes that the money is kind of appropriated a little bit more in a, in a straightforward way. But the problem is we never talk about the money that's already in the budget, the money that agencies are already getting. And that amounts to billions and billions of dollars. And that's just in the, the state tax revenue. And so mm -hmm. we saw that video and it reminded us that there's this very important law that would basically kick off this process in the, in the right way and has to do with zero-based budgeting. So it's, as I said earlier, last month, the budget process kind of officially started, right? Where over 100 South Carolina agencies submitted their budget requests for the next fiscal year to the governor's office. Now, there's an important state law that says when they do that, they're supposed to justify all of the money that they're requesting. So you could think of that as new dollars. But they're also supposed to be requesting, or, or rather justifying all of the money that they're currently getting, right? So how is the money being used to fund current programs that they have? And then, of course, if they, if they are requesting increases, they would talk about that, too. So if, if we actually followed this law, right, this, this kind of zero-based budgeting-inspired law, it would give legislators a full inventory of state agency spending each year when they're starting the budget process. And it would make it a lot easier to look at, at how we're spending our money and go, well, hey, do we need to actually fund this program that we've been funding for so many years? Maybe we don't need to fund it. Maybe it doesn't need as much funding. Whatever the case may be, it would start a productive conversation about things that maybe no longer need to be funded at the same levels, and that would lead to a much leaner, more efficient budget. 
Now, Bryce, the thing that strikes me when I listen to him and I listen to you explain it is it reminds me, and I've told the story on the air before, and I'll be brief about it, but there was a, a government agency in New York, and I can't remember which one. doesn't matter. This was years ago. A friend of mine worked there, and he said every year they would break or tear down the same wall in their office and build it back up just to justify their budgets and ask for more. So would this get rid of nonsense like that? Here's the truth, right? You could follow zero-based budgeting to a T. Legislators could look at how we're spending all of our money and still decide that we want to keep spending it at that current level. The problem is with the way that we do things currently, we don't even have an opportunity to have those conversations. They're just simply not occurring. So I would say they would, you know, following the law and getting the full picture of how we're spending um billions of dollars in state tax revenue at the beginning of the budget process would give us a much better chance of a budget at the end that doesn't fund programs that we no longer need, that are wasteful, that are redundant, whatever the case may be. And so there there are multiple ways that you can bring down spending. But I think following the law in this case, following zero-based budgeting is a critical starting point. Exactly. And I, and I like how in the article here, and by the way, where can folks find this article? Because I think it's important they read it because you actually outline and explain what the budget law requires. So this is really good. Where do people find this article? Yeah, you can check it out at our website at scpolicycouncil.org. It'll be there on the front page along with all of our other recent research that we put out. Okay, so so what happens from here? I mean, this this, this senator, what's his name, Tom Davis, you said? Yep, Senator Tom Davis. He sits on the Senate Finance Committee, so he's one of the people that are directly involved with the formation of the budget each year. I would say it's a positive thing that he, in particular, is talking about this law. Um, You asked about kind of what next steps are. Well, I guess the first kind of early good news is we've already got some people talking about this, including legislators that are, you know, and truth, Nick, I I don't think a lot of people were fully aware of this this law. I'm not sure that even the governor's office was, even though they're the body that's supposed to be enforcing it. And I'm not, I'm not sure that legislators are. So I think awareness is the first step. Mm-hmm. What we, we would hope next year is, you know, when, when legislators, rather when agencies go before legislative committees, which is, happens kind of every year to talk about the budget, we hope they're asked to justify not just the new money that they're asking for, but their entire budget, right? Give legislators the full picture so that when they sit down and write the budget, they actually know, you know, what programs that that they're going to be funding with taxpayer dollars. And then really next year, what has to happen, and I know this is a little bit of a way down, but the governor's office needs to enforce this law so that when agencies submit their budget plans for the following year's budget, they include everything that they're asking money for. See, and again, if you're going to get rid of, you know, government waste, we talk about corporate waste all the time, but that's, that's the private sector. This is our money as, as we've talked about so many times before, and they just seem to be so willy nilly. It's like, Oh, you need this. Okay, done. And then we look at the end of the year. Oh, we spent so much money. We don't have anything left. This is a great start. And hopefully awareness can start. I mean, that's what it takes the public. Once they're aware, then they can press the people that they elect. Hey, what are you doing about this? You know what I mean? And maybe that that fosters a little bit more responsibility with our money. Yeah, we, we certainly hope so, and we think it gives us a good shot. And, I mean, listen, the, the consequence 
of not starting your budget process with zero-based budgeting and not getting the full picture with how you're spending your money is the budget is going to grow substantially every year, which has happened a ton in recent years, right? Yes, so yes. South Carolina's economy has been performing very well. You know, we never shut down during COVID. We're one of the fastest growing states in the nation. We've got a lot of good things going for us. South Carolina is doing well in many ways financially. And so we've had some pretty large budget surpluses over the last few years because of excess tax revenue. The issue is only a fraction of that, at least in last year's budget, was really spent to reduce taxes, whereas the vast majority was spent to grow government, to increase agency budgets. And even, and we've talked about this several times, $1.3 billion to recruit a single company, Scout Motors, to South Carolina. So those are the kinds of things that are allowed to happen when you don't follow zero-based budgeting. And that's why we think doing so is so important. All right. So here's the deal. Important state budgetary law ignored once again. Educate yourself. It's a short read. You can go online. And where is that website again? You can find us at scpolicycouncil.org. You can also find our investigative news site that covers similar issues and and even does interviews with public officials. That's thenerve.org. Very good. And again, excellent. I was reading some of this when I was when we were listening to that audio. Good job again. Bryce Fielder joining us this week. And we'll talk to you again next time, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Nick.